everyone. Welcome to another episode of Opposites React. It is October 6th on 2021, uh, episode 89. My name is Sarah and I'm here with Tyler. How are you? I'm happy today because I'm not as much older as you anymore <laughs> because it's your birthday today. <laughs> You've closed the gap. <laughs> closed the gap. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you, Tyler. If you want to make my birthday <laughs> super awesome. You can donate to our extra life. <laughs> you see what I did there? See what I did there? I'll plug that later. I won't do that now. Yes, let's do that at the end. <laughs> okay. Um, so, how has your last week been? Uneventful. I meant to watch stuff and I didn't. I meant to play stuff and I didn't. You never talked about what you watched on Netflix recently, did you? I talked about Squid Game last time. Did you talk about it last time? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I remember I remember you mentioning it, but I didn't remember if you, if you went into detail or not on it. Like, your no, thoughts, I did. Or... no, I did. No, I did. I really okay. liked it again. I, okay. I, I liked it a lot. Um, there's some room for improvement. But in the, I, I, loved, I really liked where it's going. Mm-hmm. I liked the premise a lot. And I, I think there's a lot more on Netflix that it keeps recommending that I like it. So I will watch those soon, too. You haven't um, played anything special recently, or no? I meant to, but um, it's been busy. Yeah, super busy. But I, I saw you were uh, keeping up with your Halloween list that you made last week. Yeah, I, I did slack off last night, admittedly, but that's only because I was watching the Red Sox Yankees game. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, ever since the beginning of the so actually, well, we played a game together on October first. That's true. We played Costume Quest Two, as we should have. <laughs> you fell asleep while I was playing it with you what so were we do- i was so tired before then that i yeah you passed out halfway through um yeah and then after that i decided to play um i want to go back and play through the dead space games again i vividly remember dead space one like very well um i beat that a couple of times you know back in the 360 days <laughs> um dead space 2 i played a couple of times as well i don't think i've ever beaten dead space 3 so that would be pretty fresh for me but uh so you thankfully mentioned to me that all these games were available on Xbox Game Pass. Yay, Game Pass saves the day. So I borrowed your Xbox in the living room for a bit so I could just uh, play those on my TV and uh, or on my monitor, sorry, with my headphones on, nice and loud. Yes. So yeah, Dead Space 1 and 2, I played those the other day and uh, still both pretty spooky. <laughs> um, maybe I'll get around to Dead Space 3 tonight, we'll see. Um, I have lots of other games that I want to play as part of Halloween, um, which I'll talk about those some more next week. I haven't been subjected to Alan Wake yet, so I'm happy. Ah, I'm still debating buying it. Really? Eh? Yeah. I got to read that Far Cry 6 review later, yes, too. Please, Far Cry I'm 6 pretty... sounds pretty good. Oh, did you actually read some of it? No, like, I just kind of browsed through it really quickly. Mm, now you have me intrigued. Yeah. Um, what else? Let's see. I don't know much else talking about gaming-wise. Um, it's, a, it's a big month for movies. You know, like theaters, well, I should I was, say. I was going to say, are you just talking about tomorrow? or no, like no. At, I know at the end of the month. Um, we meant to watch that other Netflix movie that came out recently, too. And we did so there's a that. couple things we need to... Well, not maybe necessarily we, but yeah. I still want to watch the one that came out on Netflix last Friday. The one called The Guilty. Yes. Jake Gyllenhaal. I yep. want to watch that with you. Um, I know Disney Plus today just got the Black Widow movie. I'm not interested. Have fun. I'll watch that. And uh, something else came out to Netflix later this month that I wanted to watch. Shoot, I can't remember new? at the moment. Yeah, something new. But anyways, uh, but theater-wise, um, I, I do want to scope. What's tomorrow? I don't know. I've only heard about it every day. I want to see Venom. Oh, yeah. That's not tomorrow. Though. I want to see I Venom. And I want to see... Well, we're going to see Dune in a couple weeks. Of course. And I want to see that one called The, the Last Duel. 
Oh, the, I the Ridley I, Scott one. You sh- I feel you showed me that trailer like forever and a day yes. and ago, it's, and now I saw the trailer for it again. I'm like, you still exist? I thought you came out like no. during COVID. Yeah, they're really pressing the commercials for it a lot on TV lately. And it doesn't feel like a theater movie. Like for you, yes, but for like normal humans, no. Mm. <laughs> so I don't know. That just looks like the premise to me. But oh, and I also got to see the the Sopranos prequel. That looks good though, yeah. and I'm not a Sopranos person. I've mm-hmm. never seen Sopranos in my life, but that looks good. So yeah, a lot of stuff, good stuff coming out. And like I said, I think next month is um, well, a friend of ours mentioned the other day he wants to go see the new Ghostbusters movie. I think that's that I didn't November. know that was a thing until he mentioned it. <laughs> and then you know December you got the new Matrix. Oh yeah, I'm good, thank you. The beginning yeah. of that trailer did not sell me in the slightest. But tomorrow's definitely going to be the big one. Uh huh. It's been what? It should have came out a year and a half ago if it wasn't for COVID. So. Tomorrow I will be seeing No Time to Die. I hope Finally. your hype level like gets reached. I will probably watch the trailer like twenty times tomorrow at work, and <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get super hyped for it. Uh, um, how many times? Say right now, how many times do you think you're gonna go see the movie in theaters? I mean, at least twice. Okay. Just because, well, because I know there's other people that want to see it with me. I'm going to see it with mm. a friend tomorrow, and I think my mom wants to see it, so I'll probably see it with her in the next week or two. I mean, it's almost a three-hour movie, so it's a lot. Okay. It's a lot to sit through, probably more than lot, twice. That's a lot for most people, not you. Yeah, you could do it. But no, I'm super hyped to see it tomorrow. Going to the late show, 10:30 p.m. Yeah, so it'd be a late night. <laughs> that's okay. I'm cool with that. Uh, yeah. So in uh, anticipation of this one, I think I did mention this on the podcast last week. I mentioned I was going to go back and rewatch Skyfall and Spectre. I had to. I had to poke you really hard to get you to watch Spectre, though. <laughs> Yeah, and I now this is probably okay. So for context here, I I remember seeing Spectre in theaters. I think it was 2016 when it came out. 2015, 2016. I was getting there, and uh, I saw it in theaters with some friends in Hamilton at the time. Um, and I remember leaving the theater that night and being like, "I was a lot down." <laughs> like man, um, compared to especially coming off of Skyfall, like I really did not mm. like Spectre at all. But I thought, okay, I have to give it another shot, right? So a couple years ago, I think I. I rented it or I streamed it somewhere and I thought, yeah, I still just don't like it. And then, so again, just to keep it fresh, I, I it's probably telling that Spectre is the only Bond movie that I don't own. Yeah, I was surprised that we had to actually physically go rent it <laughs> from the store. And I didn't want to spend like, you know, 20 bucks for a month of Crave yeah. plus HBO just to watch it. So I went to our local video store, which thankfully we still have a local video store. I just rented the Blu-ray copy yeah. for like $2. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yep, came home and watched it on the weekend. And you listened through the whole theme song. No, I walked out of the room when the theme <laughs> song played. I was like, well, good opportunity to go get a drink because this song sucks. Um, all right, let me break down the thoughts really quickly. I'm ready. I'll put it this way. Let's, we still hate let's, it. Let's say the first time I saw Spectre in theaters, I probably thought it was like a 3 out of 10. Okay. Really didn't like it. Second time I saw it, I'm like 5 out of 10 maybe. Mm. This time I'm like six oh we gotta maybe. watch it four more times no like, i don't think it's gonna go above a six i'm really stretching it here i just it's you not... don't think your current hype train like it like it's because it's so directly related to no time to die that you're just like it's gonna it makes it better because it's no, connected to I, goodness i don't know if it does though i just okay let's talk about what i didn't like about it ready actually sorry let me start with what i liked about it it's oh. a much shorter list oh. um Cinema the, the opening go. the opening is very good okay. i've always liked the opening it's a very good setup in mexico city there's a great like helicopter fight chase scene that's i don't call it chase but anyways yeah the, the opening before anything before the theme song plays is great in my opinion <laughs> once the theme song starts Check it's out. terrible and then i don't know this movie has pacing issues um 
some of the action scenes just really aren't they just feel very flat like I'm going to mention minor spoilers here, but there's a scene towards the last hour of the movie where, um, I mean, for those that don't know, here, here's my other issue with the film. They wasted, wasted mm. a, a great villain, or what could have been a great villain, I should say. When this movie was going to be released, like when I saw the, the trailer and like the, the you know, the pre, Cast pre-release casting yeah. for Spectre, I was like, I mean, they got Christoph Waltz to mm-hmm. play a villain in a Bond film. And I, even judging by the trailer, this is where the minor spoiler comes in. I knew he'd be playing Blofeld. I mean, oh, yeah. Which is an old Bond villain going you. back to the Sean Connery era. But um, I'm like, you get Christoph Waltz to play a Bond villain? I'm like, that's amazing, right? I'm like, anybody who's seen Inglorious Bastards or Django Unchained, just to name a couple of his movies, know that he's a great actor. I mean, it's not a coincidence both those movies are Tarantino movies, and he's great in both of them. I think Tarantino brings out the best in him. But... I figured even for a boss, even if he took it down or not, he'd still be a great villain. And it's not his fault that he's bad in the movie. It's because he has nothing to work with. Yeah. The script is terrible. I'm sure the direction he was given was terrible because just, a lot of his lines just feel so flat. And, uh, you know, he has no... They're trying to build up this backstory, this history between him and, and, and Bond, him and Daniel Craig's character, and, and you don't feel any of it. There, there's no there's no payoff at the end. Even the way that... Like, he doesn't kill Blofeld in the movie. He basically captures him. Like there's a you know shoots down a helicopter and and Blofeld basically gets arrested or, or um, yeah not, what's the word I'm looking for detained by mm-hmm. by M because Blofeld I mean he's gonna be in No Time to Die if you've seen the trailers you know Blofeld is back because No Time to Die takes place five years after Spectre but it's not Waltz this time no it's still Waltz oh it is yeah, still. he's back again yeah but Blofeld changed like every movie in the past basically the actor changed a couple yeah. times back in the Sean Connery ones but yeah but I don't know I'm just saying I find it interesting they brought him back that he's still tied into. The new mm-hmm. film. Um, from what I've heard from reviews, he's not in it very much, but that's okay. Uh, but yeah, him being Waste Inspector is definitely one of the reasons why this movie is, is just a just a disappointing Bond film. Mm-hmm. But besides that, too, like I said, the action scenes, most of them feel very flat. When when Bond gets basically captured by Blofeld and tortured a bit, let's say, a little bit of torture, but then Bond escapes. And like the, what the, the, the type of torture he went through before he escapes, there's no reason why he should be able to escape get away like get away from this facility with madeline the girl that's inspector bond kills like a dozen guards on his way out with like no issue whatsoever even though he's just been tortured like had drills in his head and like no 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 repercussions from that obviously he's got perfect aim still and you can just you know it's like playing golden eye on easy difficulty <laughs> just one shot everybody no, it's casual now we, we, we've lessened it and then just like again what should have been an amazing because it's in the Guinness Book of World Records as the largest practical explosion to the to date in movie history. They have this huge scene where the, the this beautiful one shot scene where he blows up this whole facility that Blofeld had. But just, the explosion just feels so boring. Oh no! I'm like, how do you have the biggest explosion in film history? Again, to date, I could be wrong. Maybe it's been surpassed since then, but at the time, it was the biggest explosion, and it just feels so meh. You're like, oh, that happened. Give me your cool. best explosion. I don't know. I, uh, in recent memory, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, I for me, like the the one from the Dark Knight is still pretty. Impressive. I was gonna say the same one. When Joker blows up yes, the hospital, that was good line too. That was practical too. Yeah. So, no, same these. Like this was a practical explosion too, but just didn't the way it was shot just didn't feel impactful. Like it's I'm not saying it has to be like Michael Bay, like 20 angles or something exploding, but just like give me some little oof. <laughs> Boom. You know. Yeah. It was just, big. I don't know. <laughs> Look at it. It's just it's amazing to me that the same director who did Sky because I really like Skyfall. Yeah. I think Skyfall is one of the top. I don't know if I'm going to say top five. It's top eight, let's say, Bond films. I'm not doing a ranking right now. But Skyfall is definitely, definitely in the top ten. Maybe maybe top five. got to think about it. But the same, how does the same, same director go from Skyfall to Spectre? To me, it's like going from... Like, I think the first Matrix movie is amazing. 
Oh, they they crapped out everyone. Well, they got progressively worse. But I would say comparing Matrix 1 and 3 is like night and day. Whereas like Skyfall and Spectre is like, how is the same team behind this film? But do you think it was planned from the start? What, Spectre? Like, well, do you think, writers. But do you think that they knew that they were going to move from Skyfall to Spectre? Like, what if they wanted to just write off no, a one-off no. story? I, personally, I think I don't think the intention... That's the thing. Spectre tries to make it seem like Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, and Skyfall were all connected. Yeah. I don't think that was ever the intention. I think the writers got lazy. Okay. Or whoever the head of the... the, the like Or like, headcanon bar, took bar, over the internet. And like Barbara Broccoli, whoever still runs the, the, the Bond Eon canon thing. Mm. Uh, I feel like now they shoehorn this in. The plot was just lazy. And... Yeah, I... Uh-oh. He's breaking it's... down. <laughs> now I'm starting to retract my score. I don't even think it's worth a 6 out of 10. Oh, I, I, no. I'm going backwards. I'm walking it back to a 5 out of 10. Okay, well... Then we don't need to see it anymore. It's not one of, one of, the, one of the only good action scenes in the film is when he has a fight on the train with Dave Bautista. Bond has a, a oh, fight yeah. with, with Dave Bautista's character, yeah. who I think his name is Mr. Hinks or something. They never actually say his <laughs> name. I don't think they ever say his name in the movie, but in if you look at the credits or whatever, like on IMDb or whatever he's credited is at... So he's sort of like the silent henchman, which is cool. It's like a throwback to the old Bond films, right? The guy just shows up and tries to beat the crap out of Bond. And they have a pretty cool fight scene on a train. But then what kills me is, so again, this character doesn't talk There's the whole no movie. There's no way Craig would beat him. No, God, no. <laughs> but I'm just saying, no, but he has a pretty good job. They make a good job making the fight seem like, like maybe. Like Home Alone-esque. No, well, no. Like he can hold his own for a bit. But eventually, yeah, he's just going to overpower Bond. But what kills me is that this character, Mr. Hinks, let's say, he never speaks the whole movie. And then at the very end, when Bond basically like ties a rope around him and throws him off this train, and as the guy that realizes because like these this rope is connected to all these barrels, and Bond kicks the barrels off the train, and the guy realizes he's gonna get dragged off the train, he just like kind of turns and looks at Bond, and he just says he says the S word, like, he curses, but it's dubbed. You can tell it's not Batista saying it. Why would you dub him saying that? I don't get it. <laughs> like he can speak English. I know the actor can speak English. Why are we? Why do we have to dub his voice? Was it ever said afterwards why? No. I don't understand it. It's just so... I don't think I ever noticed it on my first viewing in theaters, but watching now, I was like, wait a minute, did that just happen? I'm like, that's... Because I've heard him speak in many roles, and that's not his voice. <laughs> so I'm like, why is... The editor probably was like, oh, no, we didn't get a good enough sound clip. Uh, I mean, I, I, mean yeah. I, I talked, right? I mean, I, I've talked at length on a couple of different podcasts about how much I really enjoyed the film 1917. Yeah. That World War yeah, One film that came out yep. last early last year. Yep. That was the same director as Skyfall Inspector. I think, I think he's a good director. I don't know what happened with Spectre. I don't know if he just didn't care, if he was given mm. bad by the studio, told him to do right. this or that, and he just didn't care anymore. Yeah, but, know. like, it's Spectre is just such a boring... And and it, it, it bugs me that it's apparently connected so tightly to No Time to Die. Now, I've heard... Because one of my other biggest problems with Spectre is this romance that they try and develop between oh. Bond and Madeline. Now, minor spoiler here again, but so yeah. Madeline is the daughter of Mr. White. Mr. White is one of the villains. He was in Casino Royale. Mm. He had a small role in Quantum of Solace. I don't believe he was ever directly referenced in Skyfall. But anyways, he comes back here in Spectre as part of this plot. And um, so Bond has to track down his daughter as part of the plot. And, and of course, you know, they, they have no chemistry. The first, like... I don't know, let's say four scenes that they have together. And then they try and develop a romance between them. Like, it all culminates with, of course, like, they're on the train together, and then Batista attacks them, and then Bond, you know, basically, like I said, kicks, kicks them off the train. And then the girl looks at Bond and says, like, what do we do now? Cut to them just making out in the cabin. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I, guess they're try- I guess they're trying to say, oh, the adrenaline of surviving that mm. near-death encounter, they just want to go, you know, you know, go, obviously. Forget about Vesper. Well, that's the thing, too. They directly call back Vesper twice in this film. But he loves her. Why would he go do this, then? 
No, the point is, every Bond film since Casino Royale has been about Bond trying to get over Vesper. That's well, the point. he's failing. But, like, and that's, that's why I think it's a problem. That's why I appreciate Quantum of Solace didn't try and shoehorn in a romance. No, Skyfall didn't either. No? No. Uh, but in this one, it's like, let's get Bond another love interest. But he has no chemistry. Maybe he has a little bit of chemistry with her just because he's a good actor. Because Craig's a good actor, he can manufacture some chemistry, even though there's really nothing there, like, naturally from the actors. But... You can't compare it to what he had with Ava Green and Casino Royale. No, like, like that ca- was like sparks flying. Oh, it was the best Bond chemistry of, of any Bond girl in any Bond film, in my opinion. Well, she spoke and had like a prominent role. Well, she had, yeah, she had personality. <laughs> she had she had character. Yeah. But so she wasn't there just to be a But Bond I girl. have heard from reviews. I'm not reading spoilers. But I've heard from reviews that they, that No Time to Die does a much better job trying to salvage or develop this romance <laughs> between them. So I appreciate that they're trying I know, it. No, it was bad. But. The fact that it sounds like such a central part of the plot for No Time to Die hesitates, makes me hesitate a little, but I have faith. Again, I, I've i heard... Like, remember we, we talked the other day about how the review, review-wise, Rotten Tomatoes, Casino Royale was great, Quantum not so much. Yeah. Skyfall great, Spectre no. Yeah, so if the trend follows, which so far, I think so far it's like 83 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, no Time I'm to happy die. for you. Yeah. It sounds like it's really good. And obviously, everybody's saying this is the culmination of Craig. This is obviously Craig's last role. Yes. There's like, there's like 99% Stop chance he's not money. coming back. Right. Now, that being said, you have to think that the title is being a bit ironic, right? No Time to Die. Yeah, but they, Tomorrow Never Dies. Is that another one? Yeah, that was Pierce Brosnan's one. But I'm just yeah. saying, my hunch, based on what I've heard about reviews, the ending very, being very polarizing for No Time to Die, is my hunch is that they are going to kill off Bond, or at least this version of Bond. Now, how they do that... Maybe Vesper comes back. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I don't know. I'm very curious to see how they're going to... no Time if, to Die. If my theory is correct, I'm very curious to see how they handle that. I've heard some people say that they love oh the ending gosh. of No Time to I'm Die. I'm going to read the spoilers while you're at the movie right? just so I know what the heck happened. I've heard some people say they love the ending. I've heard some people say it's one of the worst things they've ever done to Bond. So I'm very curious. I'm just worried they're going to born, born ultimatum it. Meaning what? Like fake his death kind yeah. of thing? We want to force Well, they, they, they could only because they want to say like James Bond like a different James Bond will, will return in a different film. Like they're not going to bring Craig back, but I see what you're saying. If they don't want to like permanently kill off Bond yeah. and like sort of make it seem like he dies in this one. Yeah. I don't know. Who, who knows? It seems like a cop out. All, like it was it, done it's, and it's, born. It's all speculation, but my, my only other issue too is unfortunately I've heard that the villain in No Time to Die is not great. Not that the actor isn't great. Shocking. Right. It's just that he hasn't, he hasn't given enough to do plot, which is mm. crazy to think for a movie that's almost two hours and 45 minutes long that the villain is undercooked, I've heard. <laughs> but again, I've heard that the reason is they're spending a lot of time on Craig in this film. Like, this is his... Everybody says it's his best performance as Bond to date. Even better Casino Royale. So I'm very curious. It sounds like he has a lot more character depth and and uh, he gets to show a bit more emotion in this one, but... I hope um, so. As a good send-off. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've heard the, op- I've heard, I've heard the opening... Like pre credit scene is one of the best ever in this one, so that's cool. I like yes, being, I like the hype before the. And I've always, I've, I mean, the theme song's been out for a year and a half now because it was supposed to come out last year. But <laughs> Billy Eilish, right? The Billy Eilish one, yeah. I think the theme song's good. I'm curious yeah, to see how. Much better than Sam Smith. <laughs> Any, anything. <laughs> have I told you? I'm pretty sure I've told you this before, but like, and I don't remember the whole backstory behind it. I have to read up on it. But initially, Radiohead had filmed a song for Spectre. They, they, it, was, oh. it was ready to go. And for whatever reason, at the last minute, they decided to scrap it and use the Sam Smith one instead. It was a totally different song. Like, it wasn't just like huh. different performance. It was a different song entirely. So I'm very curious. And apparently it's it's on YouTube if you want to find it. I've heard the Radiohead one is actually very good. You never listened to it? I haven't listened to it. Or if oh. I have, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. But 
uh yeah so i don't know i specter was just a weird production all around so many issues like, like i said it, it basically daniel craig doing press conferences after specter came out he, he would make jokes like i would rather slip my wrists and play bond ever again like that's how much i hated making this film and now <laughs> like, he's back well so he, money talks <laughs> well a i'm sure a i'm sure the money enticed him back but b i also thought he wanted to think about his legacy he wanted to leave a good impression with bond he didn't want to end it on specter <laughs> He wants to. Yeah, but it's sad that that's not how most Bond actors end their Bond career. They usually end it on a crap film. Yes, that's yeah. Not many actors have been given that chance to wrap it up. No. Like I wish Brosnan had one more shot at it. Connery ended on a crap note. Connery's was okay. Roger Moore ended his on a. Roger Moore should have stopped a couple movies before he was getting too old. But and Timothy Dalton only had two shots at it. But um. Yeah. So for the long running ones, they've all ended sadly for their Bond legacy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like I said, so I, yeah, like I said, I only hope for a couple of things when I watch No Time to Die tomorrow night. I hope for great action scenes. I've heard the soundtracks really again. It's surprising me that Hans Zimmer is doing a Bond soundtrack. That seems kind yeah. of out of left field. But I've heard he does a really good job tying in some of the classic Bond songs and you know not having his overpowering sort of soundtrack like he has in some of his other movies. Um, yeah. So like I said, uh, nothing is going to dampen my hype for this film tomorrow. I'm going to go in super excited, and I hope I come out being like, I don't need to come out saying that's the best Bond film ever. I don't need to see that. I just want to be like, that was a great film. I was entertained, or I was moved. I love how it ended. I'm you curious for the future. Experience. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm going to go see it in like a, I don't know what the equivalent is. They would call it in like America or Europe, but in Canada, they call it like an AVX theater, which is basically like, well, at least for what we have, it's, it's Cineplex. It's IMAX. Yeah. But it's still a really like, it's better sound yeah. than a standard theater. It's yeah. a big bigger screen. It's 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 on IMAX, right? But it's right. It's a good. It's like a. It's not, I wouldn't call it a premium theater experience, but it's like above average. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I'm super hyped for it. And I couldn't tell. <laughs> sorry, I know I keep saying that. But... <laughs> so I will give my impressions on it next week. Next week will be spoiler free. I'm not going to try and spoiler it for people, but I. It's brand new. I sure hope not. Well, no, but I'm just saying in a couple weeks. Me, but me, I'll give it till the end of the month, and then I'll do a spoiler podcast on it after I've seen it a couple of times. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, looks like you've brought up an email that we have here. Yes. What? Do you, remember, do, you, um, do you remember what last week's question was? No, I don't. That's why I have to refresh my memory. It was basically, how do you Halloween? Okay. <laughs> so, the email we got here is from Catherine and Jordan. Yes. Two of our listeners. Consistent listeners, I should say. Yes. Right. We appreciate their consistent support. <laughs> so, looks like Jordan wrote up this email. I'm sure he, Catherine told him what to say as well. But he, <laughs> he says, good evening. As you mentioned in your last podcast, Jordan, sorry, maybe Catherine's writing it. As you mentioned in your last podcast, Jordan isn't really that passionate about Halloween. But to me, this is Catherine talking, October equals Halloween. <laughs> Thankfully, October 1st at 12.01 a.m. this year, we set up our Halloween decorations together Jordan definitely took one for the team. We are now proud parents of three inflatable ghosts. <laughs> Later in October, I hope to watch Hocus Pocus and, mm-hmm. and eat all the leftover Halloween chips. Happy October from Catherine and Jordan. Yeah, I remember watching Hocus Pocus in theaters last year with them. That was really right. fun. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking like, yeah, Extra Life happens the weekend after Halloween. So it's always like... All your leftover candy is ripe for the pickings at that time. You're just eating all your Halloween candy then. Um, I think for our answer, Halloween to us is king-size candy bars and mm-hmm. chips and <laughs> trying to establish ourselves as like the cool house to go to, but then we move so op- often that we can never establish that coolness factor. So 
<laughs> maybe this year we can we can be the cool kids on the block but yeah lucas doesn't decide what he wants to be yeah i have to go buy him a costume or some kind he of doesn't want to be an apex legend he already told you that no. all right fine. <laughs> he doesn't want to be mirage that's fine <laughs> <laughs> um i also wanted to put in here that i have a redaction oh okay um i told you this last week that i made a mistake uh, I no longer would like to watch Gilmore Girls season three for um, if I had a day to binge a TV show. Uh, it's a good watch, but I thought, hey, let's make it funny. Let's be f- let's let's just make it a good old time. Something I don't watch very often, but man, do I remember it being amazing. I would watch Kenny versus Spenny. <laughs> <laughs> I would just spend a day watching a bunch of Kenny versus Spenny. Did you check and see if you can stream it anymore? I didn't check. I should have. I have all the DVDs, so it doesn't really matter you to have me. All of them, really? I did. Okay. I think one of the discs got scratched, but yeah. um, and I don't have anything really that plays DVDs anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we could dig up a Ugh. something in the basement. But yeah, I would just do that for a whole day while shoving my face with vegan potato chips. I don't know. <laughs> But yes, that's my redaction. Thank you very much for listening. So I think my plan over the next week is to, uh, well, I already mentioned, there's a few movies I want to watch before, well, obviously I'm going to see Bond tomorrow, but I also want to watch like Black Widow and The Guilty this weekend. Okay. I'm also going to be playing more horror video games, but I also want to try and sneak a couple of horror movies in there too, get in the spirit. So I had a recommendation the other day for one uh, that I haven't seen. I think it came out four or five years ago. It's on Netflix and it's called The Final Girls. Never heard and of I've it. Heard, yeah, me either. It's actually a pretty good cast, though. And I've heard it. So it's kind of funny. It's it's poking fun at, like, all the old slasher films from, like, the 80s. So in this movie, you have a group of, I don't know, they're not teenagers. Let's say they're in their adults in their early 20s or whatever. They go to a movie theater to watch, like, an old cheesy 80s horror film or something. Okay. And then something happens. During, I don't know if it's a fire or something happens in the movie theater. But to escape the the these this group of, like, five or six people, they, like, like cut a hole in the screen and, like, try and escape behind the like, – go through the screen to the back of the theater where okay. we find an exit. But as they cut through the screen, um, they, you know, they somehow they get transported into this movie. Like oh. They get transported into the 80s universe for this. So basically they're like, they're being self-aware because they're like, oh, hey, like, you know, we're in this, like they know because they, 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 like the plot is like looping itself. So they re- like, they'll see like the same people in the same vehicle going by. And they're like, oh. oh, like we're stuck in this movie <laughs> loop. And they'll be like, oh, this is cool. And then like, because they see like the serial killer from the movie, like killing people. And they're like, oh, this is cool. We, we can, you know, we'll just be uh, like viewers in this. But it, but then the killer starts hunting them and they realize they can actually die in the movie. Oh, geez. <laughs> so it's more like, yeah, I don't know. I, I've heard it's a really fun, just like, like it's a comedy slash horror th- thriller throwback. I don't okay. Know. But yeah, heard really good recommendations about it. So I'm going to try and watch that. Okay. And, um, but in terms of like some more classic horror stuff too, like, um, other stuff I haven't seen in so long. Like I don't again. I don't remember if they're on Netflix or they might be on Amazon Prime. But I want to go watch like, um, uh, The Fly or uh, The Thing, like the one from the eighties oh, with, with Kurt Russell. Never seen it. I want to watch these ones or even like the old Halloween movies from the mm, set with, from the seventies. Yeah, yeah. I want to watch the old classic horror stuff because like it's easy. When I think about horror every year, I'm like yeah, I can go watch like the first Saw film again, or I can watch like. Um, something more recent like don't breathe or one of those other horror films but i want to like watch the old classic horror stuff so, yeah. i'm i'm very excited to start watching christmas movies you know christmas movies? <laughs> i just i'm not like scary i can't do, no i yeah santa claus is amazing don't joke about santa claus like i just i, I hate horror stuff so no, no, I know i'm like very horror. excited yeah. for november 1st <laughs> yeah. to give me the 
Christmas music all all day long. Give me Santa Claus and oh my gosh, not um the Grinch, obviously the Jim Carrey version. I haven't seen and except for the animated one. Um, but yeah, I could I could watch that all day. Thank you very much. No no scaries. I won't do scary movies. So, my question of the week is then, what what season in your opinion has the best movies? Okay. I was going to ask something similar to that too, so I'm glad you brought that up. But uh, yeah, that's a good question. Because you got like so many movies about different things and they seem like easy cash grabs. Mm-hmm. So what is what is your favorite season of movies? I'm going to put that out there. And you can email us at whenoppositesreact at gmail.com. All right. Well, I may... I may try and watch Skyfall tomorrow before I go to the movies. You should. You got time. Yeah. But first, you have to go make my birthday awesome by mm. doing what, Tyler? The dishwasher? I don't know. Donating. <laughs> oh, right. Gosh okay. darn it. I ruined that. You ru- uh, the segue was awful. Um, donating to our Extra Life. What is Extra Life? We play video games for 24 hours to raise money for sick kids. It's awesomeness. Uh, so... Yeah, if you want to do that for us, we really appreciate it. Uh, you just go to extralife.org. I learned it's not .com today, so I should stop saying that. Uh, and we, our, our team name is The Cookie Clan. So yeah, you can watch us on November 6th and 7th as we, uh, as well, Tyler plays a whole crap ton of MLB 21 and Apex. Or you can watch Lucas be cute and play Mario. <laughs> One or the other, you choose. <laughs> what day are we doing that again? I just said the two days. I blanked. Oh my gosh, November, November 6th and 7th. Okay, I was going to say 5th and 6th, so I was wrong. Sorry. Six that and was seven. last year. Okay. Good. It's a month away today. I know. It's crazy. We've got to get our snacks in order. Yeah. <laughs> Not our games, our snacks. Priorities. Well, uh, as we sign off here, I'm going to go watch some baseball. <laughs> Oh, yeah, what's on now? The uh, Dodgers and the Cardinals are playing right now. Oh, very nice. I mean, by the time people listen to this, the game will be over. But, yeah, in the moment, it sounds weird. But <laughs> I'm going to go watch it right now. Okay. So, as always, we appreciate all your support. We'd love to hear from you, whether you want to drop us an email or even just comment. If you have any questions for us about the Extra Life stuff that Sarah mentioned, please reach out to us. We can give you some more information. But uh, I am going to get some good sleep tonight so I can be hyped for the movie tomorrow. And I will talk about next week (laughs) so oh no thanks for listening thanks for listening everybody and we'll be back same time next week bye